Hey guys, welcome to Rec Reflect. And we find out today, Will actually has a pretty great voice. Hello out there. Today we get a chance to talk to DJ Malone Ranger from Fort Worth, and she gives us tips about effective communication, including what not to do. Malone also relates what her job as a radio DJ relates to being a rec professional and how we can be authentic. Enjoy. What's up, Malone? How are you? I am good. How are you? Living the dream. All right. Now, Somebody. where are you guys? You will. You go first. I am in McKinney. McKinney, Texas. I'm in Angelo. Oh, okay. The song that uh, the town in Aaron Watson's song. <laughs> That's right. We're yes. we're way out here in West Texas. Yes. Where are you? You're. I know you're in DFW, but. Uh, I'm in Fort. I'm in Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I love your voice. What tips can you bring to us? Because I hear my voice recorded, and I like. I was like, oh, like in my head, I sound like Morgan Freeman, like Deep Batesy. <laughs> but when I hear it, it's like, hey, who replaced my voice with Pee Wee Herman? Right. Who, who did that? <laughs> I know it's so weird how it sounds different in your head <laughs> than it does when you hear it What's, in recording. What's a, from the professional side, what's, what's some tricks that you can give us two idiots to sound better? Well, I, I suspect you sound a lot better than you think. You're probably being really, really too critical on yourself because the most important thing you can do is be authentic and be you. Like in the old days in radio, it used to be you would have these big announcer guys that talked like this. And you still have that with disc jockeys who start out because they think they have to sound like somebody else. But you're not relating to anybody when you're that big announcer guy. And so now people really prefer regular voices. Like people ask me to talk in my radio voice and say, sorry, this is, this is all I got. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, we get. Wouldn't I it? just? I just want people to be like, uh, he's got a sexy voice. That's all <laughs> I really care about. Well, and I, I don't think you, I'll ever have that. Well, if you get some processing equipment, or you send me a voice tracker too, maybe it's, it's a voicemail. You'd be amazed what a few bells and whistles can do for you. So it's all about technology. By the way, did I miss my cue? Was I supposed to say at that point? Oh, Will, you do have a sexy voice. I missed my cue, didn't I? Well, yeah. well that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you said it anyways, and so he gets to keep that with him for the rest of his life. I'm recording <laughs> all of this, so, you know, I, I'll just chop it up. Yeah, I'll just cut that out. Yeah. Editing whatever I need to edit. Perfect, perfect. All right, well, no, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead, Will. No, 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 but Jordan's right. I just, you just have to, like, live with your voice and just be like, well, people like me in spite of the way I sound. <laughs> So that's kind of what we've talked about a lot on this podcast is like people still like us even though we sound the way we sound. Well, that's the whole point is because you sound like regular people and that's what people want. They want to be able to relate to you. All these influencers on social media, they're just people talking and that's why there's been so much success with influencer advertising Mm. and radio actually we were the original influencers before that became a a hot term because of the endorsements that they sell for commercial activity, which is just a personality 
endorsing a product, but instead of saying, you know, reading a script saying, visit today and buy, they're saying, hey, it's Malone and I used this the other day. This was awesome sauce. <laughs> you know, just being real with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, okay. Well, we have you here. We're, we're, we're recording uh, for Rec Reflect today. And uh, I, I emailed you a couple ideas of kind of where we want to kind of drive the conversation. But first, oh, I thought we started already. No, 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 we did. We just so kind of flow. We, we, we just go flow with, with everything. All right, we, go, all right. we go with soft opens, and right. we just kind of like conversation. And then at some point, I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a detour to the content." Um, although I think our audience prefers to listen to me and Will be morons because, I mean, it's just so funny laughing at two two, two dudes like this. Well, there's some entertainment value there. Entertain, it's ed, edutainment. Yeah. I'm just going to say this while before we get started, or while we're getting started, this is by far the most intimidated I've ever been while we've done this podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, you're, your whole background is just like, I'm just like, don't, okay, this is a real person who uses her voice to convince people to do things or to, to entertain people. And and Jordan and I are just like people who are trying to do that. So this is a real, it's a real, like, treat to have someone who's truly a uh, professional at this joining us two goofballs doing this today. Well, I am very honored that you would say such things, but I do think you need to raise your bar on being intimidated, but I appreciate Well, it's it. early on in the podcast. Okay. Let's right. be honest here. The more, the more you get to know me, you'll realize it's right. all good. And I, I think it's awesome that you guys are doing a podcast because it's not an easy thing to do. You're essentially doing a radio show without the resources of a radio station and you're doing it remotely, which is cool. Well, if your uh, if your station is look looking to pick up, we literally have tens of listeners to add to your already growing fan base. <laughs> you mean we could air your podcast live on the radio? Hey, whatever it takes to go big. I know that <laughs> more than half of them are last names Doss and Daniel, so just be yeah, okay are. with. With they, are, they, they are family. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure the country music audience would appreciate a 30 minute stop down. You know, they they like that. Oh, there you gosh. go. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, country music. It's so much fun. I love all the 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 small connections that everybody has around the state with country music. And so, uh, man, that's just so fun. I grew up in uh, Archer City, mm-hmm. and I got to to grow up on country music just outside of Wichita Falls. And uh, I got to hear, I think, the Zach Brown Band play early on in their career. And so, yes. Okay. Well, we need to transition because if not, I will just keep talking. Okay. And Will will just, we'll just keep chatting instead of actually getting to anything that people want to listen to. We get distracted really easily, Malone. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, so, Malone, uh, will you kind of give us a rundown on your, your upcoming talk at the Institute on Communication? Yeah, I am super excited to talk to y'all because, well, one, effective communication is more important than it has ever been right now because people are interacting differently. You may have noticed a few changes in society. Well, a lot of people are talking more on the phone and via Zoom, which means you lose some elements in a face-to-face conversation. And when you think about it, This isn't so different from talking on the radio when you're talking on the phone because you don't have facial expressions or if you're wearing a mask, you don't have any facial expressions. So it's really up to you to use your voice as a tool 
So that's one thing we're going to be talking about. And then we will also talk about there are a lot of techniques that we use in radio to get people to listen to us on the radio. Because you think about it from the day radio was invented, there's this whole industry that's been built up on how do we get more listeners and how do we hook them in and get them to listen longer? Well, if you study that, then you realize that there are a whole lot of techniques that have been used in radio for years that work great in business. So that's a summary of what I'm going to be talking about is some of those techniques and how you can apply them really in your, your business life and your personal life. So you're going to give us the, the tips on how to communicate well. What about the opposite of what are some big things that you think people may not be getting right a lot of the time when they're trying mm. to communicate with others? Very good question. Um, a big thing we touched on this earlier is authenticity. People, you know, it's very common to have what we call the imposter syndrome, where people are in a situation and they may not feel like they belong there necessarily. So they may want to take on, well, if I were uh, a really successful business person who knew what I was doing, then I would speak this way and be very stiff and business like. And really, it's connection that gets business done and connection comes from not being afraid to open up your own personality and be a real person who's relatable. So I guess first mistake that comes to mind is a lack of authenticity and a fear of letting yourself come through because you can still be professional and be you. I mean, depending on who you are, <laughs> hopefully. Um, so Lack of authenticity would be one. And then I think it was Winston Churchill. Make sure you, that you leave in there that I said, <laughs> I think, in case I'm wrong. But he said, uh, I wrote you a long letter because I didn't have time to write a short one. A lot of people. A lot's unpacked there. Yes, they just talk, <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Have you ever been listening to somebody talk about an issue, allegedly, but they're all around the issue and you're thinking, okay, why does this matter? Is this key? And you're trying to sort through it and it really dilutes the point. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yes, like probably what I'm doing to you now. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to excise all the extra fat in radio. Yeah because we've got about seven seconds to hook them because um, I've never in my life heard anyone say, gee, I wish that disc jockey would talk longer. <laughs> so we want to avoid the dreaded tune out when they punch a button and boom, they're gone to another station. So in order to do that, we really work hard on just keeping the meat of it. And that's a great thing to do in business. So when people have an important discussion with someone, a lot of times they go in there just stream of consciousness and start rolling on what comes into their head. And then there's this. And, the, and if you, you have a goal in mind, that may not be the best approach. Um, as far as something else that I think people get wrong sometimes, um, I would say that they forget to consider their audience. For example, if you're talking to a soft rock 
audience on the radio, one that plays Celine Dion, then you are probably going to talk to those folks differently than you talk. Was Celine Dion is considered soft rock? What would you consider her? I don't. Um, I don't know. Wait, wait, more, just so that we're on the same page, Celine Dion is the Titanic, like the near far right. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. you're going to have to sing it a little more so I can be I sure. Near, near, far I don't I'm here. Know I'm here. Right. I need you up here, Jordan. I need you up here. Also, I don't know. Uh, we may, if we go too long, we have to edit it out because I don't know if we can. Uh, Celine, Celine's agents will be calling us. All, all I know is I feel like Rose right now and it feels yeah. very special. So thank y'all for that. Well, well don't let us go. Now we'll get you, let you get back to your Okay. Point. Side note, there was enough room on that th- that board for Jack to survive. There was. All she had to do was move over a smidge. She's Rose. I'm just saying it. Unpopular opinion. She's a little selfish. She holds on to that diamond her entire life. And instead of thinking about the fortune it would provide her now current husband that she spent 40 years with or her children, she just yeets that off the side of a boat because of a a dude that she knew a long time ago. Are you in a bad relationship? This is, a, this oh, is no. real passion. This is real passion from, from JD right here. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Movies that like don't make sense. No, this is personal going on. Oh, no. This is, let me show you my family. This is my wonderful wife and kiddos. Oh, I love it. Look, she you was know, wearing a mask before masks were cool. Yeah. You don't have to suck up to your, your family on the podcast because he's said time and time again that his wife doesn't listen to this. Yeah, she'll never hear this. So she'll, so this is genuine, really bragging about his wonderful <laughs> wife, who I've met, and she is very lovely. Well, that is wonderful. And yeah, that's the great thing about what y'all do is don't you feel like being in your field of parks and recreation really um, helps your relationships in a lot of ways because of the focus on play and being positive and exercise. Hey, and we're the ones supposed to ask the questions here. <laughs> no, the, the podcast becomes a podcast. I, that, pref- I so prefer being on the other end of this. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 as, as an attorney, I was the one who took the depositions, who asked the questions and the same thing with artists now. Well, you, you said like, Hey, don't y'all like feel like it does a lot more better. I feel like, especially parks and rec people are especially immune to not enacting the things that we tell other people to do because we live it like we work it. That's our daily lives. And so there's a lot of people that go home. They're like, why do I want to go to a park? Like I I just, I just did that for eight to nine hours. And so uh, for, for some of us, it can be to get us to like, Hey, work-life balance. You can do it all and have fun and be calm. Um, I think that's a thing that all Parks and Rec people um, deal with. But I want to go back to, you said that you were a lawyer, uh-huh. right? Yes, correct. Okay. We how did you totally get from... stole her point she was trying to make about Celine Dion, by the way. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> well, it was very important to get to the singing. So actually, I appreciate the hijack. How, how did you get from lawyer to radio DJ? Well, I actually started as radio DJ out of college because I thought it was fun. And then I did that for six or seven years and moved all around the country and had a good time and then decided I would try a real job. And then I realized. You know how many times I've heard that and as being in parks and recreation? Right. When are you going to do a real job? Anyways. Yeah, well, you know what? I tried it for all of us just as a public service. They're not as good, so never, ever get a real job. Deal. That's why I went back to radio, um, and I realized that I wanted to spend more time with my horse, 
and radio's fun and radio something kind of like Parks and Rec where you get to make people happy if you do your job well. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe it's not on a huge scale, but still, that's really positive as opposed to some of the conflict that comes in practicing law. And I learned some great skills, but I just get to be nicer now. Yeah, I think one thing you said that was really cool that I could relate to with Parks and Recreation was connection with authenticity. Yes. Uh, like, I know we've mentioned that a few times now, but like that one just keeps coming back to me because you're so spot on. Like, people people here, like I, I work at a recreation center, people will tell if you're faking it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I always preach to our people, like, we want them to come back and sign up for the programs regardless of what the program is. I want them to come back and do the program because they know uh, you know, I'll be there and my coworkers, oh, I want to take a class with Miss Stacy. I want to take a class with my friend Riley. Like I want to do whatever they're doing. It doesn't matter. They've made that connection, that authentic connection. They want to do that class with them no matter what. That is a great point, Will, because you think about it. Who do you want to do business with? Do you want to do it with your your insurance guy who you've gotten to know who you get along with great and y'all joke around a little bit? Or do you want to do it with some strange person who's not very nice and it's a purely business transaction now i know parks and rec isn't always business from the park and rec goer standpoint i know it's business from y'all standpoint but the same holds true they're gonna feel a lot better when they go to these places if they've got a friend and that really is is the key is that it seems to me that when you, and when I say you, I mean um, Texas Parks and Rec, when y'all are communicating, it's really, um, it's really communicating that you are part of a group if you get involved with traps, as well as enjoying it on an individual basis. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I'm doing it again, aren't I? No, 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 you're good. I mean, you're I'm good. interviewing you. That, hey, get interview away. This is our chance to get Well, again, we want to work with the professional. We're just trying to learn from you more than anything. Uh, well, and the professional should be here shortly. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I've been keeping, I'm keeping notes like, okay, this, she's, she's saying these are problems. These are things you can do. So those are really cool things. Uh, I want to ask back to a question that we have now. So recreation and your horses, or you, you wanted to be around your horse more. What is your earliest memory of, of, of your horse or, or riding or like recreation with your horses? Horse? Well, I grew up riding horses, riding ponies. And I have to, I have to answer a related question because seeing how you have gotten a little bit distracted by movies during the conversation, I have the same problem in life. As an adult, uh, the reason that I have a horse is because I saw Secretariat. The reason that I went to law school is because I saw the Pelican Brief. I have to be very <laughs> careful of what I watch. So uh, I first started as an adult in horses is I bought a teeny tiny piece of a racehorse. As in, I mean, it probably was a part of a hoof because you could go uh, in with group ownership of this. You like literally, you didn't, you didn't buy a whole, like you bought a piece of the horse? I couldn't afford the whole race. How does that work? Well, well, well I, the, the horse, you don't cut off the hoof. Like the horse stays whole. Yes. Uh, I'm just, I'm way confused by it. It's a syndicate. 
if the hoof finishes first, does that mean you and like another back hoof finishes third? Um, right. Yeah, you want to make sure you buy the front hoof. Front, okay, get the front yeah, hoof. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just like a syndicated investment of any kind, whether it's property or anything else. You've got a group of five investors and they okay. all split the price and then share in the winnings, which I waited on. Right. I'm glad that you explained what syndicated investment was. Because clearly, I mean, me and Jordan, of course, we knew what it was. But just for those of you out there who didn't know what syndicated investment was, thank you, Malone, for explaining that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah, I uh, had some fun with the racehorse, but then I realized I was not the appropriate size to be a jockey. Um, what a shock. And so I went ahead and got uh, my horse, and we spent a lot of time, well, obviously outside the living room doesn't work very well, but we go to parks all the time. We love the trails. We love being outdoors. Uh, for me, being in nature in those places, particularly the ones that are so well kept by Texas, uh, it's almost a spiritual experience to be outdoors and enjoying that. And it gives you a great perspective on life, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna ask, let me jump in here real quick for a question from Malone. I'm, we get back to kind of your, your presentation, and I know you got kind of on your background, communicate like a radio air personality and get people to listen to you. So I want to specifically ask about like the young professionals out there, some of those ones who are just getting into the field, whether it's with Parks and Recreation or if you're a person who's listening to this like in business or something like that, how do you get people to listen? What's your pitch to really get someone from – those low communication skills up to the next to the next level, if you will. Well, it sounds a little counterintuitive, but the best way to get people to listen to you is to listen to them first. Have you ever been at a party and maybe you're around a dinner table and everybody's yep, 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 yep. And then there's this guy at the end of the table who just doesn't say much. But when he does, everybody pays attention because for some reason, when you're listening and not saying as much, people assume you're very wise. So when you say something, they listen more. And that's not all. And see, this is an advantage that we don't have in radio. We, we don't know how they're reacting in real time. But you do in business. And people will tell you what's on their mind, what's their concern. Because so many times people will start in saying, well, this is what I need and Parks and Recreation needs this. No, 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 no. Let's just back up. Let's think about that a minute. So if I'm new in the industry, let's think about a goal I'm trying to accomplish. Maybe I'm trying to negotiate something with someone. Um, why don't you drill down to what their concerns are? Um, so what is it that you would like to achieve with this partnership? Listen then you have a whole lot better framework to get on the same wavelength and say, well, let's dig in and let's, as a team, figure out how we can make this work. Because, you know, certainly I want you to achieve your goals. And if we can do this, I think it's a win-win. It's not a zero-sum game. But the only way that you are going to be able to do that is if you have knowledge of what their needs are. Otherwise, it's going to be a monologue about, well, we want this, 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 this. And you don't want people to feel pushed into something. So especially if you're new, you've probably got a lot to learn. So I don't know that people realize sometimes that you don't have to have all the answers. There's nothing wrong with the little, let me think about that. Tell me more. Yeah. 
Yeah. And asking and, and planning what you are going to say while the other person is speaking. You ever do that? Yeah. I'm, I'm then, doing that like literally right now. Like what's my next good question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that though. But yeah, it, instead, listen to that person and yeah. then maybe ask a follow-up question based on what they said. And one, it's going to let them know that you're really listening. And two, it's going to give you more information. Though I do know the feeling of yeah. when there's a group and you've got something to say and you're just, you're waiting it's on somebody ready. to take a breath and then you don't want the conversation to change because then it'll be too late and you had your funny joke and you didn't get to make it. Is that? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's the worst feeling. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to step in and I'm going to put your theory to the test of me listening. To okay. You said, and you said something kind of earlier than that about um, on the radio, you have to talk and not see people's reactions. So what is it like from the radio perspective to just be like, talking to this open airwave, thousands of people listening to you, like what is, how do you feel like when you're in the, in the booth, like just talking to a, a group of people and you can't see what their, what their reaction is? How does that feel? As far as that goes, that is not the way that we think about it when we are on the air. The way that it is taught in radio is you are talking to one person because most of the time it's somebody in their car maybe with another person, maybe by themselves. So when you talk to them, it's not all you people in radio land. It's, hey, are you hungry? Yeah, me too. So it's more as though you're talking almost on the phone intimately with somebody. Uh, and, and because those are the personalities who people connect with when they say, yeah, I feel like he's my buddy. He gets me. I understand. I, I, I like the way he thinks rather than just some generic announcer, which gets back to the, to the authenticity. authenticity yeah. But it's the same thing you guys alluded earlier to, okay, you've started this podcast and you guys are doing a fantastic job, by the way. But, From a Lone Ranger's mouth, we're doing a fantastic <laughs> But part of what makes it uh, good is the fact that y'all are talking to each other. You're not talking to a massive group or it doesn't sound, you may be, I mean, your, your listenership could be international at this point. I don't know. We have, we have three five-star ratings on Apple podcasts. I checked today. So you never know. It could be getting out there. All right. It was probably our army, Jordan, me and Jordan and Jessica Burke, but anyway, this is still pretty cool. (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, Congratulations on that. But that's, that's part of it is just talking to the individual. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let me also ask another funny radio question, if you will. So how, how long did it take you to perfect the talk into a song? So like, you know, like that radio part where it's like you talk for like the first 15 seconds, 15, 20 seconds of a song as it's like getting set up. And then like, right when you finish, like I hear radio people, right when they finish the song, the, the guy goes in and starts singing, like how long did it take you to perfect? And what do you call it? You guys have a specific thing you call that? Yes. What you are talking about is called hitting the post. Hitting and this. Post. And this is where there is a conflict between what listeners want and what radio folks like to do, because it's fun to do it on the radio. You talk up, you talk up, and you kind of develop just over the years a sense of how much can I say in eight seconds, because we'll have a countdown of what we call the intro, which is before the lyrics start. You know, it starts going 10 seconds. Okay, I got to figure out how to wrap this up in 10 seconds, but it's 
it's sort of for our own edification because I also hear from listeners that would y'all stop talking over the song? <laughs> and, and we're thinking, don't you know the artistry in that? Did you hear how tight that was? It um, sounds so cool when you do, and you just perfectly oh, hit it. It's awesome. Oh, you like it? Good. I good. love it. I love it. I think it's so cool. Do you listen to 95.9 The Ranch in I don't, I don't know if I get that far. There's, I was about to say, we should pitch your radio station. 95 point, what was it again? 95.9 The Ranch. And mm. if you are unfortunately located out of our listening area, then you can download our app, which is pretty cool. It's 959theranch.com. I know uh, a lot of outdoorsy folks and uh, your clientele are uh, country listeners, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah and I think so. So what we do is Texas country. Are you guys familiar with the difference between Texas country and mainstream country? Yes. Yeah. A little more dirt road, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's more singer songwriter based. Um, You know, not a knock on pop country at all, but. You can knock it all you want in my eyes. No, I, I, I learned this. I played football in college with uh, Aaron Rodgers' little brother. Okay. And that's what got me. I didn't understand the difference. Uh, between country and Texas country, and then he, he he put it in and he explained it to a degree. I'm like, well, okay, that does make sense. So um, that is cool. Wait, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. No. Oh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess no, not was... Aaron Rodgers. I got the name wrong. Randy okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. I was going with you. I was doing that. I was like, why is Andy Rush? Hey, I'm going to be very honest. I'm having a rough go of it today. (laughs) Oh, man. I was Uh, nodding and smiling. That was very sincere, Maloney. Like, oh, what a fascinating story. (laughs) No, Randy Rogers' little brother. I can't believe I got that name wrong. Randy Rogers' little brother. Okay. Okay. His name was uh, Aaron. Oh my gosh! Not Aaron, um, Randy. Okay, guys, I'm I'm struggling today. I don't. Know. Do you ever just have the? Okay, I have a, now a question for you. I'm having an off day. When you're have, do you ever have off days as a DJ? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, try, I'm trying my best to power through it, and like I'm trying. Like I just I texted Will. I'm like I'm not feeling. I'm not. I'm not on 100 percent, man. Can you start talking more? Because I feel like I'm just foot in mouth all the time. You as a radio DJ. How do you power through those rough days when you don't feel like you communicate well? Well, as a teenager and college student, I taught aerobics. That was much harder to power through when you weren't in the mood, when you had a night of party and the night before at college. So as far as radio goes, no one has ever said, I wish the disc jockey would talk more. So I have found, and I think this is true for a a lot of personalities, when you're not feeling it, don't push it because there are some things that are a little riskier on air and you'll risk sounding fake. Just do less. Just back off. Save it for another day when you're feeling it. Um, It's the same in business too for important meetings. If your head's not in it and that conversation that's important doesn't have to happen that day, put it off because I don't have to tell y'all how attitude is so important when you are communicating people can and you know it it comes out in body posture too people can sense it yeah i like that a lot because um and like you said save it for another day and and this show would never work on live radio because there's just so many times we have to just go back and cut out stupid things that i've said and silly things jordan have said so you know it definitely works out like totally understand what you're saying where you've got to wait and prioritize and say i'm not going to do this right today let me move it to 
right. different day. I like that a lot. Well, Will, right. though, in your defense, you have never gotten Randy Rogers and Aaron Rogers mixed up in your mouth. So <laughs> that's a fair, that's a fair mix up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We can't be mad at you for that one. Uh, well, okay. you, know, you you chose well though. I mean, what an artist, Randy Rogers. Uh, and you know, he may just make something of himself if he keeps trying. Yeah, yeah good, good for him. That's yeah. right. Okay, yeah. I don't know. This is violation of, uh, and we can edit this part out if we have to. But I'm gonna ask a really hard question if we can. Okay. Is is Malone Ranger your real name or is that your radio name? Malone is my real first name. It was my mom's maiden name, and my last name is kind of boring. And Malone Ranger seemed yeah. to flow. Yeah, it does. Some, it definitely does. Some people never bat an eye and they just assume it's my real last name. Others, such as yourself, may realize that it may be a little catchy to be to be real. Uh, but yeah, Malone Ranger just makes it fun because you can use the William Tell overture. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're Malone, we're coming up on our time limit right now. Uh, so we wanted to do one last thing. Uh, well, two last things. Will has a question of walk-up music. Yes. So, so this is becoming our tradition to ask. This is perfect because like you should know this one. And I know we kind of hit you with the random one here, but we always like to ask our, our uh, guest speakers, if you could have some kind of walk-up music, you know, you're a radio DJ. You should know this one better than anybody. Like if your baseball players have their walk-up music to get them hyped up when they come up to the plate, you know, we talk about our music to get us hyped up during the day. What is your walk-up song? What is Malone Ranger's walk-up song? Can I have a walk up and a walk off? Absolutely. Okay. Well, there then, are no rules. Go for it, whatever you want. All right. Very good. Walk on. Then we got to do the Lone Ranger theme. Mm, nice. The Lone Ranger. But as an alternative, if something goes bad with that music, we could always go with hip hop and go with Eminem and Lose Yourself. Boom. That was. You had, you had one shot. One opportunity. Yeah. Love it. That was. We talked about that song recently. It's a good what song. A, can you can you give us a little snippet of the Lone Ranger song for those of those who don't might know what the Lone Ranger is? Hold on, stand by. You're gonna love this. This is what I play every day when I sign off. And then the catchphrase is "Giddy up and watch where you step." So, so literally, we just got to ask someone who has their own walk up and walk off music. <laughs> What their really walk-up song would be. That's awesome. That is amazing. <laughs> that, that gets me hyped. So what about y'all's walk-up and walk-off music? You're the ones with the podcast, so you should have something, right? Okay, well, I think that we have we have answered this question in the past, and I think that, Jordan, this is you're the second person who's asked us, well, what is ours? And so I think we're going to have to kind of refresh ours every once in a while for our listeners. So I'm going to choose a country one today. And Thank so you. my my country one is going to be by the uh, king of Texas country, or king of country, George Strait. Uh -huh. um it, it is the song uh let herself go um and that song i don't know why it just inspires me so much it's like the she let herself go on a single screws to vegas and just like you know go, yes yeah go get your go get yours girl go get yours you don't need that man <laughs> down and so that really pumps up that, that song really pumps me up i think i need you to be my counselor is that okay <laughs> for sure for sure i don't need that man uh oh, my no. My walk-up music, it changes on based on my mood. Um, so it changes daily. But if I'm choosing uh, country music, I'm going to go with Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. Oh, I think that might have been a dig at you, Will. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's an awesome song. 
That was excellent. I love that y'all have this awesome uh, 90s country taste, 80s and 90s country. What about, what about who's your favorite, who's your favorite artist, like all-time favorite artist? Let's go, with, let's go positive. That is really a hard question, but if I had to name some in the top, um, there would be uh, Aaron Rodgers is one of my, <laughs> and then. I also um, love watching him play on Sunday. <laughs> yes, yes, I mean, he's a very, very talented, talented. Very talented. <laughs> yeah, um, and then, <laughs> you will never live that down. <laughs> I'm trying to practice what you were telling us earlier and just be quiet, just let it ride. Uh, Wade Bowen is spectacular. Uh, I love his music as far as local music goes. There's a guy here named Grady Spencer. I, I like anyone who writes from their heart and communicates authentically. You see what I did there? Mm, oh, you too. tied it back. Yeah. Uh, the point, that would be the point in the movie where you say the movie title in the movie. That's yes. Yes, okay, what, we are running out of time. I wanted to give you the last word, the last piece our listeners, all four of them will listen to now because we've lost one since the start. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the last word that you would try to give anybody in Parks and Rec with about their communication? Like the most important thing that you would like to impact on them, impart on them? To not be afraid to be authentic to be yourself, to do things your own way, but be sensible about it. And you could say it that way, or you could put it really succinctly and say, giddy up, but watch where you step. That's how you end it right that's, there. That's it. That's awesome. All right. Well, Malone, thank you for being on today. You bet.